Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 27 of Bitches Love Brunch. I am your co-host, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And we're excited to be back from the anniversary episode. So much happened and went down and we got so much love. We appreciate y'all. We did. Thank you, everybody. Y'all so dope. We had the new ad with Sound Ears. And shout out to them because they were like, okay, first of all, shout out to that playlist. Bruh, that playlist goes. (laughs) I love that playlist. Before they made it public and you sent it to me, I was in my office. Like, I immediately, I think I was listening to Marvin Sapp. I was like, oh, let me check this out. I was scrolling through. I was like, yeah, this is a banger. I had to close my office door, but this is a banger. And I went in. Listen, I I don't know how not to go to work and not click on that playlist at this point right now. Because sometimes it makes me feel like, uh, like I told you, I want to give up my job, start rapping with my dude and be like, Cardi. Oh, you just say that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I get to Brandy and then I get, uh, you know, they, they had, I was like, y'all must really, really know me when they threw that Frank Ocean Nights on there. <laughs> Nights, girl. That's your shit. That is. Mm, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to try not to curse on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing good. With okay. the no cursing. I, I haven't cursed remember, in two episodes. At all, Kiana? I'm going oh, back and listening. With, you can listen. With the exception of the name of the podcast, I have not cursed. Tag, I know that's not true for me. I know it's not. <laughs> I don't be paying that much attention. Yeah, I have not. I've been trying to um, do my best. Especially because I don't curse at work. It's like the moment I walk out of that door. <laughs> you just let it rip. Yeah, it's just like, it's time to let it all out, especially because there's a lot of cursing that I want to do at work sometimes. So, there's that. You know what? I curse, well, I have been cursing at work. Not a whole lot, but it's some people that have brought um, some stuff up out of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I have done it, it has not been like in a meeting or it's been with like a colleague, you know, like just one other person like, look. I'm not here for the shits today, and I need at least one person to know. <laughs> See, and I like to think that my I use simple cuss words. I don't use compound cuss words like mother effort. I think that's a really, really big cuss word. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, a son of a bee. That's a real big one too. Like I don't do that type of cussing at work or at all. At all, I don't like to use those cuss words. I think those are like the lowest cuss words you can you can say. I don't normally say son of a. B is not it's not like the phrase that I would find myself using but that <laughs> F bomb the mother effer I I will be like this mother yes see I, so will, I will quickly drop an F bomb but the whole month that take a lot though Cornette's like a full sentence and sometimes me just saying this mother is enough <laughs> yeah it is it gets it done <laughs> Yeah, to get it done, but um, definitely sometimes the F-bomb on its own <laughs> in a standstill. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm with absolutely. you. I'm with you. Um, speaking of, let's catch up. How's life? What's going on? I know it's only 
Tuesday. Mm. I think about what day it was. Bouncing back from the holiday. Yes. How you know what? I'm gonna be real transparent here. Okay. My holiday weekend was trash. And I mean it wasn't oh. trash, but it was like it was super relaxing. <laughs> and I get I get to those moments where after I come off of a few good weekends, I just want to have a chill weekend. Mm-hmm. And I just like that having the option of doing stuff. And especially like where we come from, a holiday weekend, I wanna know who cooking, what cousins mm-hmm. I'ma hang out with. My family is not even like a big family, my family's huge. Um, playing games, just rolling up being with your friends when they come back in town. I just really miss that this particular holiday weekend. Even though it was only Labor Day. Like, it's Labor Day. I don't think Labor Day is, like, a huge holiday. But I really felt it. Like, I miss home. No, I... Well, I was good this weekend. I wasn't... Not that I always miss home. (laughs) But, um... And I feel like, especially being from Ohio and Cleveland in particular, like, we go hard for the summer holidays. Yeah, we do. <laughs> because, like, everything, like, that's really the time to kick it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the minute it gets cool, it's done for. It's done for. Um, but I'm trying to think. I really enjoyed my holiday weekend. I did not go home, which... If you know me, that is a surprise. Right. Um, and that was, it wasn't hard, but that was just different. So, um, I actually really enjoyed it. I'm going home in a couple of weeks. So I was just like, I'm not about to go home now and two weeks later. Um, but it was nice for the most part. Now, my sinuses were acting up and it wasn't until maybe about an hour or two ago that they wanted to get their life. Um, so that was a thing, but mm. I did like seven loads of laundry. Don't yes. ask me why I'm not trifling because it was legit seven loads. <laughs> um, I got to work on a couple bow ties. I ran some errands. Yes. So it was like, it was really productive, but like at my leisure, you know what I'm saying? And it was yeah. like, I'm, I'm a firm believer now, like for real. And I don't understand why there needs to be five why there need to be five day weeks like start on Tuesday it's still gonna feel like Monday anyway it sure does but you get that extra day like why not I'm you know I'm 100% with you they need to get with the times yeah I will say though the roughest part about um my holiday weekend was um I woke up in the middle of the night no this morning to find out that my air condition went out oh no oh no so that, Kiana, is why I said, I'm not closing these windows <laughs> until we about to hit record. And I apologize if y'all can hear the fan. Otherwise, just know that I'm sitting in extreme circumstances right Let me now. tell you this, that if that happened in Nashville, I would just have to cancel because I, <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's way too hot here to be trying to play those games. I appreciate your sacrifice. I was going to say, I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. When I walked in my house at 7 o'clock, I was like, mmm. It's warmer in here than it is outside. Oh, goodness. Courtney. So, yeah. That's the thing. But I am glad to hear that your Labor Day was really productive. Yeah, it was good. And I needed it. I needed every bit of that rest. You know, I'll be needing to rest, too, but... I'm extra, and so sometimes I don't, I don't want to sit down. And I really did need that weekend too because I started class, and so I had some homework I needed to do, which was mm-hmm. a new revelation to wrap my mind around. Um, adding that into my schedule again, so um, mm-hmm. 
I need it. I need it the weekend. But I think, if anything, like, coming from Atlanta the weekend before and then coming here back by myself, like, you know, I, it's little effort to do anything in Atlanta. Like, my sister right. can tell me, like, hey, let's do this. My mom, my brothers, um, just a lot the of cousins. Radio, like, <laughs> exactly. Just, so, like, just walking down the street, it's Atlanta. <laughs> there's just so many things to make my life run uh, without little effort. And it just feels like in Nashville always takes a little bit of extra effort to make sure I enjoy myself, which is fine. I still do enjoy myself. But sometimes you just want to take life as it comes. Yes. So. Uh, great. Yep. Well, that's a little catch up in our lives. Um, we are going to pass the mimosa. Uh, so, Kiana, what are you drinking? So, I am drinking. I'm drinking wine. I just don't remember what kind of wine it is. It's sweet. Okay. She's <laughs> going to tell, she tell us in the next segment. It's the same wine we had during our um, anniversary episode. Do you? I was just like, mm-hmm. that wine lasted for two weeks. But, okay. No, I'm just saying I've never kept wine that long. <laughs> oh, no, I meant I don't remember the um, whatever you said the wine was, but it's been two weeks. So yeah, understandably okay. so. What you drinking? <laughs> well, as I said, we're gonna pass the mimosa. I realized and looked around and saw that I did not have a drink. It's hot uh, in your apartment, though. I was gonna say, but I may <laughs> not be drinking as much as I want to. That might cool me off for like the first few sips. So, maybe in the second and third segments, maybe I'll have a drink. But um, right now, it's too hot to do anything. Like, I couldn't turn the TV on. I haven't done anything in this house. I was mad that I had to warm up some food. Girl, I would just come in that house, cut off all the lights, and just lay prostrate on the floor. <laughs> That's what I was doing when you <laughs> exactly. I was face-to-face with God. Girl. Anyway. <laughs> That's All a right. Segue. It is. Dang, look at me. Yes, it's a segue. <laughs> I didn't even know. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna I'm gonna give you guys our, your quote for the week and um you know, being close to God and all, we're going to take it right from the good book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm going to read John chapter 8, verse 7, and then skip down to 11. So, it says, they kept on asking Jesus about the woman. Finally, he stood up and said, if any of you have ever sinned, then go ahead and throw the first, the first stone at her. And I'm going to 11. And it said, no, sir, the woman answered. Then Jesus told her, I'm not going to accuse you either. You may go now, but don't sin anymore. Mm. Come on. Come on. And so, um, Courtney and I decided to go this direction um, because of an experience I had at at a conference. Not a conference, a concert here in Nashville. And so I'll just give you guys the backstory. I'm a little nervous about giving backstories because I'm just really not the best storyteller. So if I jump around a little bit, y'all can put the pieces together. Y'all went to school. (laughs) Everybody know context clues. (laughs) You pretty much said I may not be good at this, but y'all going to take this and y'all figure it out. Listen. Okay. We're not mad. Thank you. I appreciate it. So... Prior to me going to this concert, I went to Atlanta and I went to an event called One Race. And so we went and hiked Stone Mountain and it was just 
an opportunity for all the churches in Atlanta to come together to pray over like racial injustices and just reconcile with one another. And so being in Atlanta, um, when all the churches seem to come together, Atlanta is a very, very liberal place. Uh, it is a powerful dot of blue and a big sea of red. And um, Nashville is very similar. I would just say that Nashville is a smaller dot of blue and a larger <laughs> sea of red. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I went to this concert with the expectation um, that with the expectation that it would be similar to the experience that I had um, at one race in Atlanta. So I went to this concert with my small group at church. And so I get in there, we're doing praise and worship, everything's all good. And so they have multiple people come out and do prayer. And it was this one lady who um, had done prayer. And I want to premise this by saying, like, this is her testimony. I 100% agree with her and, and God saved her. And that that is beautiful. Um, she had survived an abortion and she wasn't the one getting an abortion. Her mother was trying to abort her. And in turn, um, she had cerebral palsy as a result of her mother trying to abort her. Now that, mm-hmm. that is a miracle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know many people who survive being aborted. Um, right. So that that her testimony was phenomenal. And then she went on to say, you know, she disagreed with abortion. All abortion clinics should be gone. And like the crowd went in an uproar. And and all of a sudden I I started to notice all the red and the blue. <laughs> <laughs> You was that one dot of blue. <laughs> I was. I was like, ooh, ooh, where, where am I? And um, I had to quickly, and it wasn't quick. It wasn't quick at all. Cause talking to Courtney to Courtney about this when it happened, I was really like emotionally challenged in this moment. Cause at that point, I was just like, I'm ready to go. I had never been in a church setting where I just felt like these people aren't for me. This right. this is just not where I want to be. And so um, it took a lot. I was so stubborn. Like the praise and worship continued after that. And I was like, I don't want to praise and worship. Like I just I want to leave. Like I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave. I want to leave. And so then um, after that, it was so clear to me. And it was just like, but you ain't come here to see them. Yeah. But you didn't come here to see them. So either you're going to focus on them or you're going to focus on who you came here to see. And so then I was that's, like, can we, I'm sorry, can we pause right there? Because that's good. That's yeah, we good can pause right because there. Because I think you have to, like, we really have to think about those times where you have to, and, and it's kind of off topic, but my point is, is like thinking about those times when you are in an uncom- incom- uh, uncomfortable situation. And you have to remember what you are there for, though. Like, you have to remember what that purpose was. And in that moment, like, you were being challenged in a space where you're supposed to feel safe. And you didn't entirely feel safe. And that's a spiritual place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, you, and you think about everything that's going on in the world and in the country today. I mean, in light of everything that has come out with um, the Nike ad, even in Colin Kaepernick and the um, and the quote that went around went along with it. It's just like like you really sit and think about the sacrifices that people are making. Yeah. Like he for real lost a job. And jobs, plural. Right. Jobs and is sacrificing everything 
But it takes moments like you had and like I believe he is having to say, I got to remember what I'm here for, though. Because and what a- I'm here for is bigger than whatever this issue is right now. Like I have to like and that might be a serious qualm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that might be, a you know, good for you to say, OK, I won't go back to this concert. But that's not what I'm here for today. Exactly. And it's a it's a it's a mental battle. You know, most things that physically, a lot of things aren't that challenging. Your body's really capable of a lot of things physically. Mentally, oh, that's that's where you can stop at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the very, very beginning. And so it really was me in the middle of a sea of thousands of people just having this conflict within myself. Like, are you really about to get up and go? Mm-hmm. And so, um, a couple songs went by. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I ain't clap. I ain't snap. (laughs) I ain't tap. (laughs) I ain't do a lot of things. And then, um, this was, like, probably the most beautiful thing that came to, like, my realization. And it was that, you know, you are not perfect. You are not Mm -hmm. perfect. And none of these people here in this room are perfect. This is a room full of broken people. So brokenness is always going to seep out when it's a room full of broken people. Mm-hmm. And um, and actually, before I get there, I want to say this. It, it, it hurt my heart because there's so many women who have experienced abortions and it hasn't been like a pleasurable experience. There are women who can't truly form children 100% when they're going through the process of, you know, being pregnant and they have to abort kids or people who get Mm -hmm. raped. There's so many situations that women go through. And I was just like, man, we're so, I I did not hear once a man being condemned on his stage for his sins, but a woman by another woman. And then, um, that just that broke that broke my heart because I'm like I, it's not just me. There's so many other women who've experienced this, and um, well then I'll, I'll fast forward to to get to the end of the story. But I just heard I literally like just heard God and He was like, "Well, everybody's broken here, so you can't expect them to be perfect. And every you don't even understand how much I love you. So why do you think that they will understand how much I love you?" Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of that part. In verse 8, when he was like, now go and don't sin again. Knowing she was going to sin again and going to be like, I love you anyway. Like, I love you anyway. I'm going to put you on this earth. I'm going to have you do these things because nobody's perfect, whether it be abortion, whether it be premarital, I mean, premarital sex, whether it be lying, whether it be stealing or borrowing a pen for too long that ain't yours. Like, that's not the way of God. And he was just like, are you going to do all of it? And I'm still going to love you. Right. And everybody won't understand that because nobody understands how much I love you. Exactly, because that is your relationship with God alone. And I think we talked about that a little bit, too, where it's just like, like you said, that is her story. Absolutely. And my God, is it a beautiful story? Like, that is truly a miracle. Um, but to be, to be in a place and to be in a position like that... Um, Knowing that knowing or I should really say not knowing the type of audience you have like people feel guilty enough for the sins that we commit like I can do that all by myself you know what I'm saying right I don't need a whole nother I don't need a praise and worship team to tell me that I don't need a pastor to tell me that 
And especially when you are going to pick and choose your sins that you want to focus on and that you want to highlight. And again, because church is supposed to be a safe place, a safe haven, um, where you are supposed to be getting fed, I just I just don't always agree that that is the time and place because in the same breath you're talking about love your neighbor and it's going to be hard for your neighbor to love or for you to love them when you're so busy condemning. You know what I mean? And that's 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 a tough pill to swallow. But again, I think I think the greater point here and I don't even know if we talked about this when we were talking about it the other day was that you were able to recognize what you were there for. Because I've been in those positions too, where at church, where like people get in they get on their horse, they go on a little rant, and I'm just like, this is, this is uncomfortable. This is I don't necessarily agree, um, but you have to, and sometimes it's a struggle. Like you have to get back focused and say, okay, I still came to receive a word today. Exactly. And I'm going to open myself up enough so that I can do that for myself. And prey on everything else. And I think there's a difference between accountability and judgment. I think, mm, you know, mm-hmm. in church, everybody really talks about community and community for accountability. Now, it's one thing to hold your accountability partner accountable. Like, hey, I remember you said that you were working towards this. This isn't, this isn't really what you want. Um, what what options do you feel are steering you in this direction? Like, to work through that and be an accountability partner. But once you right. start to have that gavel in your hand, like, this is wrong. This right. is this is where you going to go afterwards. This is beneath the, Like, we don't we don't have that gap. That That's mm-hmm. above your pay grade, sweetie. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Now, and then that's, that's another thing. Like, you can't. And it doesn't even belong to you, let alone. Right. Like, you don't. That was never even yours to have. But that's that you can't scare somebody into being accountable for their actions. Right. They gotta wanna do it themselves. Like you think you scaring them is gonna help lead them to the choice that you want them to make. God got a bigger plan for them. And sometimes they might have to mess up to lead them back to his love. Love is far greater than fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that um that whole experience was absolutely different <laughs> for lack of better <laughs> words it was different I was just like Courtney I was like oh I think these might be the people I don't need to be around yeah and and you don't want to think that and to be clear because I first of all I want to go back and say make sure that we say that that was a good storytelling oh thank you um <laughs> you were not all over the place but like I just wanted to make it clear, like, you were in a sea of people who were cheering when she was condemning abortion and literally telling people not to do it. And so you have to recognize that it can only make you feel like these people probably also are not fans of black and brown people. Like, you don't want to make that assumption but I'd say it's a good educated guess. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm saying? Honestly, in our, I don't want to call it predicament, in our situation, in our reality, um, yes. it's better to play it safe than sorry. That's right. my life. Right. And I think the other layer to this, too, is 
the same people that condemn abortion. Oh, goodness, it just bothers me so sorry. Because I'm just like, these are Christians. These are religious people. And it's, I, it just baffles me how they love to focus on one part of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And so the same people that are condemning abortion are, are the same ones that are judging people on assistance. So when I have this child and I try to take the proper steps and use the proper resources to provide for this child that I may have just put in um, a less than ideal situation, you're condemning me for that as well. Like, people need to recognize the cycle of this and also recognize that it's not an easy choice. Yes, there are no, some women that, are, that have been or have had multiple abortions and may abuse it. However, there are other women that, like, that is the last resort. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, and especially women of faith. But they may be in certain situations where it's like, I need to, because this is my child, I need to make the best decision for me, my body, and my child. The, I need to make those decisions for that, not you and your judgment. And so people just, like, it's just too, it's too much to carry alone, let alone adding your shame to. Right. And, and that's then- not fair to put somebody through. It's it's not fair because life is already really, really hard to navigate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially encountering a situation like that, that in itself is extremely difficult to navigate. Um, and I, I just think there's so many assumptions about it. Like you were born a child. Does that mean that you're a bad mother? Does that mean you're, you're projected to be a bad mother? Does that mean you don't want to be a mother at all? That's not the case for a lot of women. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, not even... Because I I try my best not to condemn her for saying right. that. Because I was right. just like, you know, I hope, you know, I had understanding and compassion for you when you told mm-hmm. me that story. And I hope mm-hmm. that when another woman comes up to you and shares her experience and it's quite the co- contrary to what you experienced, um, I hope that you will have compassion and understanding for her, too. Because it's not about right or wrong. It's not about condemning. It's about, that's not your job. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because here's the thing. I shouldn't have to st- tell you my story for you, to be, for you to okay it. Because that's also what happens. Is people like to be like, well, in that situation, I get it. No, baby, you don't get to pick and choose. No, you don't. That's not, that's not your place. And like I said, I shouldn't have to explain myself or my situation for for you to then to be okay with it. That's not what's happening here. That's that is all between me and God. And I'm not even necessarily saying that I agree with abortion or that's something that I would do. However, I'm saying respect my choice because you as the government and a group of people should not have the right to tell me what to do with my body. This is not your body. You don't own this. Contrary to popular belief. You no longer own this black body. So you don't have any room. To sovereign over what I do with it. No. That That's just the bottom line. Like, And I think that's where people get mixed up. In between like pro-choice. Um, and pro-abortion. 
the point when you say pro-choice, I'm just saying I agree with people having a choice because that is their body. Right. I'm not condoning or condemning it. I agree with people having a choice. But people who are like pro-abortion and think that I need to, I mean, sorry, against abortion, like, and thinking I need to follow your rules for yourself. No, you can get out of here with that. Try not to curse. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here with that. (laughs) Classy. No, that's uh, that's all very very true. I I definitely agree. I think that um, there is something to be said though about women and how often women are shunned and how often mm-hmm. we are degraded because like a man can go through a almost like rite of passage into manhood and um, sleep with multiple women mm-hmm. and they they be casualties in in his self discovery. But yet a woman can do the same thing and discover herself sexually. And she's just like disgusting. Nobody should ever want to be with her. She's untouchable. She's, she is, oh man, it's just like, how are y'all casting women out to the wolves like that? When we bring life into this world, like if anything has to happen in this world, it comes through a woman. That's powerful. That's powerful. Barack Obama couldn't get here without a woman. Jesus couldn't get here without a woman. And so it is it, and it's like we we're stoned. And we and are that constantly. that all the time and I was just like, you know what? I just my heart yearns for my heart just it really bleeds for these women who are in this room who have gone through things like this. And they feel personally victimized or they feel shame. Like we sitting here crying out to God, like release the shame over my life. And you just put it right back on. Yeah. Like people are still healing from that. They don't need your, they don't need your shame to continue to add on to that. Like that's an everyday healing process. Yeah, it is. And like you said, men are sitting up there and, like you said, women are stoned and women don't get pregnant sit, by themselves now. Right. That's what I'm like. Men just sitting here off to the side like y'all not the ones impregnating women. Let's talk about that. Ugh. Ugh. So I can't. Sorry. <laughs> not that y'all wanted to hear all of those sound effects. I just can't. I'm just disgusted. I'm disgusted. And I'm sorry that you had to even experience that. I'm not. Mm. That's good. See, look, you you on a journey, girl. I'm not. I'm not. Because I don't even think I could really uh, understand or wrap my head around how flawed I am. Mm. And how flawed other people are. Mm-hmm. And still give them the same kind of love, respect, mm-hmm. and grace that I would ask for. Because mm-hmm. I could, I mean, there's uh, lots of days I'm just like, ah, you get a strike, you get a strike, you get a strike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's not okay. Because I get strikes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was, I think it was humbling, if anything. Like, I ain't perfect. And what I think that you did in front of thousands of people is just as reckless as me doing it by myself. Yep. Yep. That's good, Keon. I'm proud of you for that, for real. Because, um, in in that like, 
I mean, I probably would have done the same thing, like, okay, Courtney, this isn't what you're here for, you know, type of thing. But um, I'll be that type of person, like, let, let me ever see her on the street. <laughs> <laughs> and not her in particular, because... Right, the girl like, has cerebral palsy. Right, what are we going to do no, to her? I don't mean no harm to anybody. My Like, it just... I'm just that type of person where it's just, okay, noted. You know what I mean? And not to say that you could never come back from that because, like you said, I have my strikes as well. You know what I mean? And I hope somebody would be as gracious um, to me as I would want them to be. And so I try to be that same way to others. But my man also ain't raised no food. So no, I all you all you thousands of people in here cheering. <laughs> No, you are absolutely right. And let's be clear. I left before the concert still was over because I'm like, you still need to leave before these all these people get out. <laughs> <laughs> One, and plus I just like to be, um, I like to arrive late and leave early at any event that I go to. But <laughs> that one in particular, I was like, girl, you go. And um, because I was just like, it's just some stuff I got to work out internally. I got to leave and order. I can't hear in here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, I just, I just left. And let's be clearly, y'all, this was not like. A snap of the finger, and it was like, no, forgive her. Oh, no, what she said was, okay, because you make mistakes. So that did not happen. Right. <laughs> That's not Kiana the went long through shot. a couple songs. <laughs> I had to been about it a couple days later. Like. I was stank-faced. I was like, clap? You think I'm about to put both of my hands together if it's up to me to clap for her? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, it took a while. Mm-hmm. It took a while. Okay. So, yeah, that wraps up that topic. Okay, well. Hopefully that blesses somebody. Yeah, I hope so. In some way. Like, you get a lesson out of that one way or another. Yeah, man, always be growing. Always be growing. If you're not growing, you're dead. Or wasting Um, time. Both. (laughs) Because there's some people out Uh, here that ain't growing that's just wasting time. Okay, so moving on. Um, Ooh. still keeping it within the church. We think you to church today, right? What kind of church um, you want to be? <laughs> do you um? Do y'all have the uh? What's the show? Uh, Erica Campbell morning show. And Ashley, you don't really listen to the radio, though, do you? I don't, and I didn't know she had a show. She does, and so I don't listen to the radio too much. But my commute to work is so short that I'm just like, I'm going to just turn this on real quick. Right. Um, but she, um, so this guy's well, Christian comedian, Griff, he does like a prayer every day, but it's like mostly like an ignorant prayer, like a comedic prayer or something I like can't. that. And she, so she'll be like, welcome to the first church of God. I Look, I can't even say it. Um, Baptist, Pentecostal. Like, she'd just be throwing all the churches out there. <laughs> and so when you said that, that's what made me think of that. Like, well, what what church are we going to be? We could be a mom today. We sure <laughs> can. We can change her every five minutes. Right. Um, but we're going to talk about, oh, jeez, Mr. Pastor, grope you up. Mr. Pastor, grope you up. Boy, we giving names to everybody. (laughs) 
Honestly, they were just the words that came out of my mouth. Um, but we are going to talk about Charles H. Ellis III, who was clearly born to be a pastor by that name. <laughs> came out the womb. Mama was like, <laughs> right. ooh, that baby cute. What's his name? Pastor Charles. Pastor Ellis <laughs> III. <laughs> right. I hate, okay, okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick. And I don't hate, I strongly dislike <laughs> babies with real strong names. Like, why is that baby Elroy? <laughs> right like that's only gonna fit when he 50 and above it is i'm just like when did you brenda i don't if, if <laughs> I i'm just you. like if i would look down at a baby that baby is so cute what is her name brenda you sure she not 40 <laughs> <laughs> or are you sure that you ain't claiming stuff on her social security number already that's all i'm asking right. i just need to know because it's I feel like at um at about three months you should be Bree and then by the time you about thirty you should turn into Brenda. Yes, yes. Yes. But that's my little thing about um strong <laughs> strong baby names from out the womb. <laughs> and Charles H. Ellis is strong. Definitely. Okay. He, he but you nice know what you got to set the you know, I take pride in names, so you got to you got to, you know, put it out there. You gotta claim that strength from your for your child from the womb. Really? Maybe. <laughs> now, if I come I mean, out here and be like, I'm having a little boy, I'm just going to flat out name him Thor. You can be like, Kiana. Now, <laughs> that's too strong. <laughs> I have heard crazier names. <laughs> oh, we won't like, even go there. I work in education. I see nothing but crazy names. Okay, since we're going to talk about names for two seconds. And I... Mm, <laughs> I like I out. probably shouldn't share this because confidentiality. So dang. All right, I'm not. Just yeah. All I, right, let's I keep our to, jobs. <laughs> right. I used to work with youth as well, and mm, it's it's a couple names I really want to share with y'all, but I'll just share them with Keon on the side. Yeah, we don't got to do that. We can just exchange that by ourselves because the first just passed, and I hate for you to be under anxiety the next time the first roll around <laughs> you got no check coming in <laughs> maybe we should do a poll though craziest names you've seen oh. go ahead and throw them in the inbox that would be anyway, so funny sorry we just went off on a little tangent guys um but we're going to talk about charles h ellis the third he is the pastor that officiated uh queen aretha franklin's funeral I should say nine hour funeral service. Home going service. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, and he got caught up in some mess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he was doing his best to again officiate a nine hour <laughs> funeral service. So you know something was bound to happen. You in a black church. Um, and what did you say, Kiana, when we were on the phone? What? Oh, oh, cause you said M words going. <laughs> oh, niggas going nig. <laughs> That's not a curse word. <laughs> to some of y'all, it might be, but not for me. I was going. <laughs> I can't. You know, I tried to not say that word anyway. Oh, don't worry, I say it for you. Thank you. Um. <laughs> so, as Kiana said. You know, stuff is going to go down in the church house. 
Well, apparently, as you all have seen by now, there he has received a lot of black backlash for um, groping Ariana Grande. Um, and so, first, I want to get Kiana's initial like reaction thoughts when you saw this. Well, it's wrong. <laughs> by all means, it is wrong. Um, you shouldn't touch people without permission. First and foremost, I don't care what kind of pastor you are. Mm-hmm. And you don't know her. Mm-hmm. This isn't um, your niece who was coming up. And you know how you know how family members come up or somebody you've known for a long time and you hug them like, you got no reason to be touching Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was wrong for that. I do think that initially it could have been an accident because she's so thin. Mhm. Um, you know, rapping And please please note, sorry. Please note Kiana is not blaming Kerr. She's right. just she is just stating a fact. Continue on. Right, cuz she she's not your average size female. Um, when you want to wrap your arm around me and get some boobs, you're going to have to wrap around two arms cuz these boobs they like, it's going to no be a journey. It. Yeah, but she she has a small frame. So I think that, you know, initially wrapping your arms around her, you could accidentally end up touching her boob, which he did, but he stayed there. Right. Um, So I think that it could have been, you know, a slip up. But I think after seeing that and how he just literally let it rest (laughs) on her boob, um, it was wrong. It was wrong what he did. I... I ha- I share the same sentiments, um, and this is not this is not defending it. I agree with with Kiana in that. I don't I don't well Kiana didn't necessarily say it like this. I'm going to say I do not think that it was intentional. Um, I do not think that he intended to go in and grab her boob and. I think I was sharing with you, Kiana, like I was initially having this conversation um, with a friend and I was expressing that. And, you know, they were like, oh, no, absolutely. I think he intended to grab her her breast. And I was just like, and maybe coming from national TV. Right. And maybe coming from me where. And this may be biased and I will own that, like. In the church, people hug, and people do the side hug all the time. I'm not saying that it's okay, because especially in this day and age. And it, do, and it does, and I'm sure Ariana Grande is not the first person to be uncomfortable with it. The point is, to me, is that it does happen again, and I think, especially at least in the church that I grew up in, it was like family. You know what I'm saying? So when you go to reach and put your arm around somebody, whether it be shoulder, whether it be waist, whatever, like it's in at least in in that space. That is a space that I was familiar with. It was in love and it was not intentional. You know what I mean? To like make somebody feel uncomfortable again. However, where he messed up was is he stayed there and he did not let her go. Like, she was visibly uncomfortable, at least, you know, from the screenshots. It was like, it's just like when you're holding a hand one moment too long. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, or rubbing a shoulder one moment too long. Like, no, you're doing too much. Like, he should have let her go. And that is wrong. And, and the bottom line also is 
she felt uncomfortable. And that and that's when you know you've crossed the line. So for me, I think that I think what you said was right. Like it wasn't intentional initially, but I think that once he figured out it it passed, for lack of better terms. Like he mm-hmm. it wasn't planned, but he sure did embrace it. Right. And a lot of things aren't, you know, and, and there are some men who do intentionally plan on, you know, harming women. But I think yes. most of the harm that a lot of people have an issue with is the unintended harm of women. You don't recognize the discomfort, the assault, the, you know, anything right. that comes into play. So I think that that's just as dangerous as not, as it not being intentional. Yes. And again, it's, and I feel like it needs to be, it needs to be a lesson learned where it's like, I can't do that with everybody. Like it's, and, and I will even say this for myself, like I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't like to hug. It's not my preference. Like there, I'm not saying that I don't do it at all, but like, I don't know if it has something to do with the size of my breast. <laughs> Or, you know, like that frontal, like even just, I'm just not a huggy person. Like I don't need to be all touchy feely. Um, again, sometimes I do it, but so like if, if someone was yeah, it's to weird do when it, you it's, hug me. Yes. <laughs> but there have been times where it's just like, oh man, I ain't seen Kiana in a minute. Like this moment deserves a hug. You it know still what gets I'm awkward. But don't get me wrong. It, do, it does. Well, for you. I mean, for me, it's awkward yes. because I just can't believe it's coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dad, you made me lose my thoughts. Sorry. Um, but when it's unwelcomed, that's that's even more awkward. So there are times when I hug people because I know that that's what they expect, and so I just brace myself and I'm, you know, and I mentally just go through that like, and it's fine, and it's really not that big a deal. But when certain things are unwelcomed and uncomfortable. And again, and you're not able to recognize that, then we got to take that as a lesson learned and be like, look, Charles, look, Pastor, this, this, you welcoming people into your space, but they're not familiar with this or they're not comfortable with that. And I understand like this is your space and this is typically what you would do, but you don't know this person. Right. And again, I think it just, it just went too far when he just did not let her go. Like. When I saw, I think it was a second screenshot where she was like looking down at it, and I was just like, "Oh, baby girl is uncomfortable." Right. And also, we have to add the layer that her dress has nothing to do with his actions. No, it doesn't. Just because she had on a short dress and she she performed prior to this incident, um. Because I even said that when I saw her performing, when I saw a snippet of it, I was like, ooh, Ariana wore that to the church, to the church house? Like, no. But those things are mutually exclusive. Just because she wore that did not give him the right to grab her. It didn't. And those things do not relate. So whoever is saying that and defending that premise no, you can miss me with that. That has nothing to do with that because, and we've talked about that before on the show. Nothing about how I dress gives you an okay to treat me in a certain way. No, nope, not whatsoever. Period. That does not say, welcome, grab my booty. 
Um, I, I think you're right. I think that um, that's that's that rape culture mm-hmm. that people speak about. Um, do you want to bring up the tweet now? Uh, sure. So our good friend, not really my good friend, because I don't really, I didn't really enjoy Luke Cage personally. Um, I was like, who's friend? <laughs> Mike Collier. Yes. He, you know, p- people love to live tweet <laughs> during um, black events or just events, period, that black people just make really fun. Um, but he tweeted and said, now this is how you shoot your shot. Zero Fs. Um, so he went on Twitter and said that about Ariana Grande and pastor fill you up <laughs> and there was backlash there was uh, backlash yeah um and then he came out and he had an apology and it said hello all <laughs> i apologize about my tweet earlier i Okay, in no way do I condone any such behavior. It was intended to point out the absurdity of the act itself. Complete embodying um, sarcasm. I realized quickly that it was not taken as such. It was an e- I was at an event all day. Sorry for the delay. Hmm. And so... I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that apology. And so, it's not even so much the apology... Um, I just think that men have to take a step back and not be so quick to judge this as a normal act of pursuing a relationship with a woman. Like how that spewed out of his fingers. Like he, he was, he was Twitter fingers, like shooting your shot. That's not how you shoot a shot. What make, what would ever make you think that that's even as a joke. To, for a woman to be pursued, you think it's funny to be pursued in that way? You think somebody's supposed to pursue me in that way? That's not funny. That's not laughable. You know what I'm saying? And so often, you know, men we have... Are often, we are often their jokes. We are. We are. Literally the butt of their jokes because, again, they feel privileged and entitled. Well, that's why I always said, like, you know, that we are oft- we are often casualties in men's war and getting their shit together. That's me cursing. <laughs> so that broke my strike. <laughs> but it's the truth. Like, in their process to do, to have jokes, in their process to manhood, in their process to relate to one another, in their process to making sure that their daughter doesn't grow up and be like this type of woman, women are always shamed. Always. Always. And um, I, I even had a conversation with one of my friends, one of my Christian friends about the podcast name. And we go back and forth about this podcast name all the time. And he was just like, I just think, you know, using the word bitch, it just it has such a negative connotation. I said, yeah, when it's spewed from men's mouth and how they want to degrade us. Right. I said, you know how white people can't use the N-word because they use it at a point in time where it was to degrade black people, to dehumanize black people. Y'all did that with bitch, so don't use it. He was like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You don't understand why I'm taking away some of your privilege. <laughs> right. That's what you, you don't, don't understand. You don't understand why your lack of access. He, right. You don't understand because you're not invited to the party. And that makes you feel some type of way. Because yeah. you hurt another woman when you use the word bitch. That's why. 
And why are you so pressed to use it? Right. Why why you want to say it anyway? So you, you sound like you and not this person in particular. I don't know them. You but do. that's that's not the <laughs> oh dang. That's not the first time that, you know, I've heard a man say that in in reference to um in reference to the B word. So it's just like you you sound like you're just waiting for us to give you permission, just like white people just waiting for us to give them permission to use the N-word. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not. So let it go and move on. Yeah, so that um, that tweet is troublesome. Um, and the apology, like, an apology is an apology. So it is what it is. He typed whatever he typed, but... I was just, I was just like to live tweet that the assumption, or to even make a joke, at the expense of a woman and her comfortability. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just not cool. Y'all got, y'all have got to do better. And I know me, and I know I harp on men a lot, but it's because I expect more out of y'all because I know y'all can do it, and yeah. especially black men. Um, it, it, and like you say all the time, go ahead. Sorry. It's despicable. Like the only thing y'all be worried about, like, oh, I gotta have my stuff together. It's not just finances. It's emotional intelligence. It's about being a decent human being. It's a lot of other things that you have to do to get your shit, your stuff together. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of other things you can do to work on just being a better person. Um, and y'all be like missing you were it off air. Like, words mean things. And we live in such a digital age where we know that when you text, when you tweet, Facebook, like, not everybody is going to catch your tone. So, like, you gotta, you have to be, you have to be thoughtful about those things because, and that's why, like, okay, yeah, he apologized, whatever. Like you said, it's an apology. Those were his words. But that's why I'm also kind of like, and on the apology because it's like it was sarcasm and clearly was not taken that way whatever who knew to take it that way I don't know you on a personal level so I don't know your sense of humor like and 95% of your followers probably do not you know what I'm saying like no and you can be thoughtful towards women and it not be a big production i know a lot of y'all think that it's going to take you um like a light Mm -hmm. year to be thoughtful for a woman but the same way that you don't offend your homeboy to challenge his masculinity try not to do that for a woman exactly because y'all think about that in a split second like i ain't gonna call him out his name i ain't gonna do it he gonna gonna feel like i'm gonna hurt his feelings like just think about women in that context like what would you do for your homeboy do that for her yeah, because I don't see y'all it. doing that in comedic stand-ups or anything, or your little comedic uh, tweets and all of that. So, you can go ahead and skip over that, too. Yep. Um, I did want to add that Charles, Pastor Charles, has since apologized. And... Okay. I'll just read it to (laughs) y'all. Now I haven't heard or read the apology. So I'm interested. So it says, it will never be my intention to touch any woman's breast. I don't know. I guess I put my arm around her. I don't know. I said, right? (laughs) 
Maybe I crossed the <laughs> maybe I crossed the border. Maybe I was too friendly or familiar. But again, I apologize. He went on to add and say that um, he hugged all of the performers. He said, "I hug all the female artists and all the male artists. Everybody that was up, I shook their hands and hugged them. That's what we're all about in the church. We're all about love." The last thing I want to do is be a distraction to this day. This is all about Aretha. Um, And then lastly, he said some other things in between, but that is in reference to the next thing. Um, Lastly, he said, I personally and sincerely apologize to Ariana and to her friends and to the whole Hispanic community. When you're doing a program for nine hours, you try to keep it lively. You try to insert some jokes here and there. That was in reference to his other slip up. <laughs> so at some point when he was talking to Ariana while he was groping her. Thank goodness. He says, I think he was referencing a conversation with um, his daughter. Um, but he says to her, when he saw Ariana Grande on the program, he thought that was a new, a new something at Taco Bell. And... Folks, as you can imagine, were not happy with it. Because now now not only did you grow her, but you sounded like a racist. <laughs> yes. Okay, let me say this. <laughs> Black. <laughs> and I, what he said was not right, but let me also share that um, a coveted part about going to a black church is to have your pastor have some form of um, a sense of humor. Right. So we're used to the jokes, but it will never be okay for somebody to make like a racist joke, you know, while right. at church. So I think it's one thing to be like, hey, what you said was, you know, teetering racism. Um, but then also, like, if people are like, well, he was joking around this now, but that, that, that part is a part of our culture. Right. It, I mean, you just got, you just got to be, you got to be careful. You you just have to be careful. And I get it. Like it was, I, I know it was a couple of folks sleeping in that congregation during that nine hour service. I don't know who, I want to address that. I'm sorry. I understand that it is the queen of soul. That's a shift. That is an entire work shift. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but that's besides the point. So it's like, I hear what you're saying in terms of like trying to keep it lively. You, you got to keep it going. Like you're also officiating a funeral, not the church talent show, (laughs) you know, like again, you, you got to find your boundaries. You got to find your boundaries. But I don't know the Um, last time a pastor has been conditioned, um, (laughs) to do that for nine hours. (laughs) You're right. But. So I'm not familiar with this pastor and this really just popped up in my head. But like there are several other people and not to say that Bishop Jakes is an MC, um, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that. But I do think that there are some pastors that um, are more conditioned to officiate something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody like Bishop Jakes is constantly in the public eye. You know what I mean? So he knows he knows his boundaries. He knows his wiggle room. And again, I'm not saying like, you know, it should have been him, but I think there are other pastors that might have been 
And I, I understand that it was intended to be a five-hour funeral. Five hours or nine hours, I think there, there were some other pastors that might have been better suited for that. I don't, I don't know if I could see Bishop Jakes going to hug Ariana Grande that way. But, you know, T.D. Jakes is, um, but like you said, he's more conditioned to that. He's well-versed. He's well-traveled. He has, you know, can preach in mixed company. Right. That's the thing. So. Yeah. That that is very accurate. Um, was there one more? I thought there was one more response that we wanted to address. I thought you had another one. No, girl, I couldn't find that one. Oh, the one that they were that was in support of the pastor. Yeah, it was another pastor in support of a pastor, but I would want to quote him for being wrong. Okay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like we want to get all the facts straight. Yeah, it just wasn't cool, pastor. But you know, go to God for forgiveness. <laughs> right. That's mm, that's really unfortunate, and that I I do feel bad that Ariana had to experience that and be that uncomfortable. Like nobody ever wants to. See. Oh, for sure be in that position and I don't even know if she has spoken out about it I haven't seen anything about that so I haven't seen her say anything about it either but I'm also not an Ariana Grande follower and I don't be out here me looking either. for things that she says so me even um, but half this stuff that falls in our lap I'm not really we're not really looking, looking for, for either um, sometimes you just can't miss it so I'm listen sure my life is entertaining enough Oh, all by itself. That, that that is accurate. It's always something going on with me. So, yeah. Um, alrighty. So that wraps up this week's topics. Yes. <laughs> Who are you gonna call them though? I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure at all. Because <laughs> I, I was sitting here like, so what's she gonna what's say? What's she about to say? <laughs> right. What was the other choice? I don't know. I don't think there was. Um, but I think I'm just so focused on how hot I am. So Okay. That's fair. Let's get you out of that heat, girl. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap so, this up. This is a good point for a break for our ad. Because we we'll got be right ads. <laughs> because we got ads. You're so extra. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist so anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe dm them on ig at sound ears or on twitter at sound ears underscore or you can shoot them an email at sound ears media at gmail.com all right as always shout out to sound ears um pew, pew, pew. Okay, so one of our listeners who happens to be one of my (laughs) homegirls shouted me out for my air horn. I love you. I love you so much. 
Okay, now can we tell them the backstory? I know we probably gonna about to go a little long, but can we tell them the backstory on was it the second air horn or did you do a second air horn? I don't know. It was an air horn. It just didn't work out too well. I don't even did I, we record that one? That's what I was gonna say. So the crazy part was or the funny part was about how all of this played out was Kiana did the first air horn. Um and I played it a little bit. Okay, right? Mm. Moving on. Mm. <laughs> But she did it again at the end, and I was like, "Ooh, yes, that is bomb!" But I had a slip up last week, and we had to re-record. That's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> the last part of the show, and so I don't think you did the air horn the second time on the re-record. And so I, when she when she um, posted about that, I was like, "Yes, I can't do anything but show love for the air horn because y'all didn't even get the real, the good one that I did support." Um, but that was a good one too. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> because I would never do it because I know that I can't. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have you That's- practice off, and I'm gonna let them know. Like her air horn is not that bad. Okay, I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are going to move into, gosh, dog, we're going to move into tips first. Kim, okay. Who are you giving your tip of the week to? I feel like our tips are going to overlap this week. No, do you? I might surprise you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, first tip, I really don't want to give them a tip. I want to give Cap a tip. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Colin Kaepernick a tip for being persistent for being diligent for being a living sacrifice for being um a humanitarian for being gracious for being thoughtful for being all of that um some he he rose to be something that we needed to see and not many people will truly make the sacrifice to do that so um big shout out to Colin Kaepernick and watching the fruits of his labor actually come into fruition, I, I would. I'm not going to give Nike the tip because this is what they're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm definitely <laughs> going to give that to Colin Kaepernick. Um, it is my sister's birthday. Oh, shout Colin, out to sis. Colin gets 100. percent My sister gets 100. percent It's her birthday, so shout out to um, Beyonce. Happy 37th birthday. Oh, I thought you were talking about your real. Hot dog on sister. She is. So um, that was a disappointment. (laughs) And then last but not least, I want to give a 60% shout out to one of my favorite podcasts called The Read. Um, If y'all are not familiar with Kid Fury and Crystal, they're the bomb. Um, But Mm -hmm. they did a read um, about people. Yeah, this is going to be a little long episode today. About people casually using derogatory um, terms in terms of the LGBTQ community. And I don't know if you heard, Courtney, but a seven-year-old took his life um, because he came out as gay and his classmates told him to kill himself. Um, and I just I just really want to commend Crystal and Kia Fury for standing up on a platform and really advocating for something that really oftentimes is the butt of a joke. But it's also the expense of somebody's life. And so um, I appreciate them for bringing spotlight to that matter and really just being emotionally attached and involved in the situation because they, too, belong to the LGBTQ community. So just a shout out to them and um, that brave life that was taken 
under those circumstances is just is rough for me to hear. Um, so a special shout out to to the read. I am going to need some time to process that because um, in a time when you're right, it's going to run a little long because in a time when you so badly want to encourage and instill in your peers and the next generation to comfortably and unapologetically be themselves, um, there's still a struggle not to do so because of the backlash that that you know that they're going to get, because of the struggle that that you know that they are going to experience. Um, Because there was probably somebody somewhere, whether it was directly or indirectly, you know, maybe he watched something on TV or maybe it was his parents um, whoever that said, baby, be yourself, be proud of who you are. And he so bravely did that. And you had a classroom full of little children tell you to kill yourself. And you do exactly just that. That's heartbreaking. That is very, very heartbreaking. Um, that's really unfortunate. Um, and parents, you need to parent. You do because there were so many comments that were like, well, how did he know he was gay at seven? How did another seven-year-old know how to tell another seven-year-old to kill themselves? Right. That's, a, and that's, that's the not the, And that's question. not the question here. We have lost a life. We have lost a life because your child is a bully. Children are very pure creatures. They're the most pure, one of the most pure examples of what you'll get to not be racist to not judge to be kind to those everything else that you know goes on in their life after that is learned behavior yeah learned behavior so um yeah that that struck a chord with me so i that that was literally like that was heartbreaking and yeah because that yeah and i agree like shout out to crystal and kid fury like Hannah said because they're our friends in our head um and for any member of the lgbtq plus community just for continuously using your platform for continuously continuously fighting the good fight because um especially to be of color um that's not easy that's not easy um so i commend them as well like and i i really and that's why i enjoyed their show so much because they are so honest, so transparent, as transparent as they want to be. Um, yes. And and I feel like introverts like myself. And and yes, they bring the humor. Like, there is never not an episode that I'm not literally laughing out loud, but also not an episode where I'm not like, mm, that was deep, or mm, I was reflective on something. You know what I mean? So, like, just... I appreciate them for being so well-rounded um, and just being in the game, in this podcast game. Yep. Being an example for others. All right. My tip this week is, um, who would have ever thought that there would come a day? My tip this week is going to go to LeBron James and, yeah. um, <laughs> and specifically his... Uh, the show on HBO. Oh, I haven't watched shop. it yet. 
It was good. It was good. Um, he was on there with uh, Candace Parker was on there. Um, John Stewart was on there. Um, and they were for real. Draymond Green. And I appreciate him, appreciated him even being on there because, you know, like, as a Cavs fan, like. We all like him. Right. It's F everybody. <laughs> That's not from Cleveland. Um, but being able to see these athletes, there were several other athletes as well. Um, Jared, Gerard, Carmichael, he was on there. Um, but it was really the barbershop experience. And so they just got, they, they highlighted a lot of things just, you know, of course, being athletes, um, and race, um, and I appreciated John Stewart and him being there and just really taking it all in. Um, and also, of course, sharing his experience as well as an entertainer. Um, so I just appreciate LeBron for creating that space. Um, and especially to see a group of um, black men conversing in that way and sharing some things. Um, I think it was Odell Beckham that he was talking about, like, Sometimes he feels like a show monkey, and I was just like, "Wow, wow!" Like so that yeah, so I they he were liked really, to dance. <laughs> and he does, but it was like, I guess he was saying not. I guess he it got to a point where I you know people would see him, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, dance, yo, dance," and it's just mm. like, okay, or like when when you want athletes to stop and sign something, it's just like. This is my job as well. Or I do have a family that I want to go see as well, you know, immediately after my game or whatever, whatever. So it's just like the went, but they will catch so much backlash for it because the one person that they say no to is just like, oh, he's an a-hole or whatever. He wouldn't sign this for my son. Do you know yeah. how many people are probably like tugging and pulling at them? And it's just like, I do also have some place to be as well. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, um, it was just really good to hear that perspective. And like I said, to see um, a room full of black men and black athletes and just athletes in general um, and entertainers in general. Because like I said, I don't want to discount um, Candace Parker being there. But because it was primarily black men in there, um, it was very refreshing to see them have those conversations and be that transparent and honest about it. Um, so that tip is going to um, that show, 75%. I'm also <laughs> I'm also gonna give a fifty percent tip to MGK. <laughs> um B I F C. I wish I could <laughs> say it. What? Yes, and whoever knows knows. <laughs> right. So, if you know, you know. You know, you know. So but Mostly because, and I was a fan of Eminem growing up, but Machine Gun Kelly had the balls to come back. And, like, he came hard at Eminem. I listened to that thing several times, and, and I was just like, wow. Why, he, he did not hold back. He was like, oh, this, this is what we're doing? This is what we're doing. So I'm not going to give you anything else. Um, if you haven't heard it, go uh, go listen to Machine Gun Kelly. But I also uh, think that that's dope because, one, it's the Midwest. And yes. two... Um, and he put on. He always puts on. He does. Always but. puts on. Um, but 
He's talented. He's talented. He he's is. been ta- he's been talented for um years. <laughs> he is. And he's not like he's not like some of these new cats that's like what's them kids' names? Takashi and and that just be out here trolling. You know what I'm saying? Like he has not that they don't have a fan base too, but he has a loyal fan base and and rightfully so. But I think he's different from the Takashis is that I think that he knows his lane. And yes. instead of being like a gangster rapper or, you know, risking your life to do whatever it is that Takashi does, um, just I think that he understands like, hey, I'm a rapper. I'm also white. Um, I also love rock. I also, you right. know what I'm saying? So I think that. And I can be all of those things. He can. And I think that he's done a really good job at staying in his lane until it was his time to come out and do what he just did. Right. And, and because he has the talent to do so. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he came for Eminem. So, I of course, I love it. It's hometown loyalty. That's going to win over anything any, any day. But I also, I, 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 I still got love for him. Oh, absolutely. That that does not discount my love for Eminem because this is what you like to see. Like you you like to see a couple good, you know, diss tracks, a good, you know, go back and forth, a nice little battle. That's in the spirit of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, not not they went at it, but um I still like Eminem's from what I heard. Like I was listening to his album, I was like, Okay, I can rock with this. He I mean he has some bars and he has some uh he has some tracks too, but B I F C. B I F C. Yes. That's that. Um, okay, moving on. Last round. What are our uh do you have any brunch spots? I do. Um Ooh. I was in Atlanta, like I said before, last weekend weekend before last. Um, and me and my brothers went out to brunch. At West Egg Cafe in uh, Midtown. Okay. And it was popping. You got to get there a little early because, you know, the wait is always long for brunch anywhere, especially in Atlanta. But mm-hmm. um, it was really, really good. One of my brothers, he had like a smoked salmon avocado toast thing going on. You know, that mm-hmm. really ain't my speed. But I was like, it's Sounds pretty. Good to me. I said, it's pretty. Let me try it. So I <laughs> ate it. And it was so, it was delicious. Um... And they had like this, it was a honey spiced infused butter mm. for like their pink. Courtney, it changed everything. I, I When I took a bite, I looked around because I was like, my taste buds don't recognize these flavors. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> it was a really good experience. So if you're in Atlanta, um, specifically in the Midtown area, try out West Egg Cafe. I needed just a little bit more time. <laughs> so also know that in Atlanta they do not serve alcohol before eleven thirty. Yeah, so we went to order like some mimosas because they had like some specialty mimosas, and um, girl, they was like, "Yeah, we can't serve y'all that because it ain't time to drink yet." Is it eleven thirty or twelve thirty? Yeah, there's a time on a Sunday that they wait to serve alcohol. But I thought I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought that was just like if you were buying wine or beer on a Sunday, like like, right, a bottle. like from a store, right. right? Not 
Not they can't serve it. Mm mm. It's still Georgia Prior now. To a certain time. I mean, okay, I guess. Yeah. So that that was um, interesting. So it was a sober brunch, which was good because I got out on the road right after that. Oh, so you didn't get to do it at all. I thought you were going to say that y'all just waited until... Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said it was no. a sober brunch. Sober brunch, which was... I think it was necessary. <laughs> okay. Um, I appreciate you for um, fluffing that and extending that time for me because you did exactly what I needed. You're welcome. <laughs> just in a giving spirit. Because, <clears throat> like, last week I had... A whole bunch of places that I wanted to recommend, and then none of them were coming to mind. Um, but I have it now, so I am going to uh, shout out Matt the Millers. Mm. I really wanted to wait um, to shout them out because I wanted to go back, but I have been there before, and they had. I feel like whenever I go someplace for brunch or even when it's not brunch but they have shrimp and grits on the menu, I feel like I have to try the shrimp and grits, which Me? means I'm going to have to go back several Two. times. I, <laughs> I feel like you have to experience everybody's shrimp and grits. Um, but they have a really, really good shrimp and grits. And it's, uh, I think it came with like ham or something in it, but they graciously removed it for me um when I went so I appreciated that but it was bomb and it was well worth it um drinks were on point I do plan to go back um also I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last episode but if you know places in Columbus with bottomless mimosas please let me know because um I feel like a couple of restaurants have stopped doing them and like I at least want the option I don't want to have to keep paying seven eight dollars a pop Right. I would I would really appreciate a bottomless mimosa option. So if you're tuning in and you know places in the Columbus area, let us know. Because that's low-key a requirement. Like, what are we doing here? Come to Nashville. We got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like... Um, no insecure. <laughs> insecure, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, are we missing anything? Oh, yeah, social media. Yes. I always do that. You know, okay, I'm going to let you have it because <laughs> I messed up a lot. Uh, so our social media handles, if you are on Facebook, come join our Facebook group. Um, you can find us at Bitches Love Brunch. If you're on Instagram, please follow us at Bitches Double Underscore Love Double Underscore Brunch. Um, if you're listening to us, which I know you are because you hear the sound of my lovely voice, please go subscribe <laughs> on iTunes and rate us and review us. If you are on SoundCloud, go follow our page. Leave some comments. We will interact back with you. So, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for making our anniversary. It's a little special. Um, so yeah, thanks guys. All right, y'all. See you in a couple weeks. Bye.